Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get late. It's September 28th. This is the Red Scare Show. We have an exciting, fabulous show for you this week. Lots of things going on. Our Kelly's making the news. Dog the Bounty Hunter is out of retirement. Football fans are still being assholes in the stands. And people are buying used fucking underwear. This is Johnny Scotch. That's Eddie James. My brother. Hey there. Hi. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hi. Uh, what a treat it is to be with you once again on this scare show. Um, it's always a lot going on. Let's talk about. Let's dive right into it. First of all, I want to know though, how are you? You know what? I will say this and move briefly along because uh, most people don't give a fuck about my personal life. But uh, you know what? I, I, I'm glad you said that. I don't know why I asked. I don't give a fuck. Moving exactly. right along. Um, what's going on, Scotch? Nothing. Getting ready to head to Vegas this weekend for the 10-year anniversary of my vows. You got married 10 years ago. Where, um, where are you going to stay? Your it's friends funny, you stay cause... with? You stay at a uh, stay at a hotel? Oh, yeah. I'm doing? staying at a hotel. I thought it was perfect. We're doing the circus circus because you know what? Marriage and kids. It's a big circus. It's a big circus. Wait, you got, you're taking your kids with you on your 10-year? Uh, negative Ghost Rider. That is so not you, happening. So why are you staying at Circus Circus? Uh, because we, uh, my wife is not bougie and these things do not matter to her. This was uh, a good deal I got through my credit card where it doesn't cost me anything to stay there. And uh, she's all about like, let's go gamble and eat some food. So the room didn't fucking really matter. You know, it's not like we're going to be chilling in the room, you know, mm. need to see some fancy shit and all that. It's a room, casino strip i could do whatever we want i guess you could do whatever you want but um you do have to walk through certain places to get to your room and i imagine that place is going to be circus circus that's got to be a huge problem is it not no because i'm staying at circus circus exactly that's my point yeah don't care okay the first the only time i've ever been at circus circus um, I had to have been in my early 20s, one of the first times I had been to Vegas. And I thought, yeah, I saw everything I needed to know uh, in that Johnny Depp movie about Hunter S. Thompson. Got right the fuck up out of there. It was a nightmare. Couldn't deal with it. Yeah, I might I have been high. I, I don't recall, to be honest, in the multiple times that I've been to Vegas ever being there. Uh... My only reference to it was uh, the, the the scene from Fear and Loathing. And uh, my wife said that uh, the carpet is very annoying in that place. Makes you nauseous. Is at least that's what she remembers. But again, that's where we're sleeping. We'll wake up and go do the strip. Make our own drinks. All that fun stuff. Where do you like to? You make your own drinks in the room and then take them out? Fuck yeah, dude. Why not? I got well, because dr- Vegas is a place where you could just get free drinks wherever the hell you go, just for yeah. Showing but up, it's right? it's not. And they don't make the drinks like I like them. I pour mine on the little heavier side. I don't need no pre-mixed shit coming out of a fountain gun. Uh, I gotcha. don't need. I, I know some bars they have that that pour thing, right? That pour regulator on there. So even if yeah. you find a good 
bar on the strip or a good bartender, you're still going to get a regulated pour. Uh, you have to go hit up some dive bar, which not opposed to. Again, I got, I, have, I got some great places you should go to after the show. I'll run it down for you. All right. Um, yeah, I don't like the, yeah. You got to get off the strip, though. That's the whole thing. You go, you want to gamble, I guess. You want to feel like a big shot, stick around the palazzo. I get right up out of there, go downtown if you're going to gamble because they got the, the reasonable. I mean, we're not balling, I don't think. I'm not. Well, I'm not playing anything that's substantial, are. substantial money. I ain't doing cards or anything. My wife likes the video poker. I fucking do either, you know, video roulette or regular roulette, depending on what the buy, the, the minimum bet is. Uh, or mm. I'll go sit at a penny machine. As long as I'm fucking, my ADD is satisfied with the whole lights and sounds. Yeah. She's the winner. You get the plop down in front of a machine. And just spaz out for a couple of a couple of hours. You'll be okay. Yeah, I just gotta let her do her thing so she can win the money. She wins whenever she sits down at video poker. She, she knows- does. She wait. She wins at video. She she won't even go to a real poker game. She goes She's, video poker. Oh, she she does she does video poker and it never fails. Like what? Even when we've done the 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 Indian casinos out here, you know, we'll go try to get away. I'll you know, hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Let's just go just to fuck off. And I'll be done with my hundred bucks like in a half hour. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, doot, 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 done. Fuck. I go over to her and she's like, oh yeah, I'm down to my last 20. Oh shit. But I cash this out and pulls out like a $500 ticket. I'm like, the fuck? Give it, you know, pay daddy. I need to go play some more. You just keep doing your thing. I'll leave you alone. Get your chakras aligned to your machine. Let me fuck off. <laughs> so yeah, she's the winner. Do you, does she have a specific strategy that she uses, especially with the video? It's got to be some type of algorithm, a step-by-step process in which she, uh, you know, has a threshold for whether it, either going in or staying out. Right. Do you Hitting know her, her secret? Dropping cards or keeping them. Yeah, I, I've sat and tried to watch, but that, th- that fucks up her juju if I'm sitting there looking over her shoulder like, she, she'll tell me to fuck off. And I get it because it's like yeah, when you're you at gotta work. you got to fuck off. Yeah. You got to fuck Especially off. if I know that she knows what she's doing. I don't need to understand the process. If she understands it and is winning, that's that's process enough for me. So I go yeah. do my stupid little kid games and all she's of that. the cash cow. Bring home the bacon. That's all I give a shit about. That's it. Her and her brother, man. They're fucking amazing. Drive, drive. You know how you get the little gas stations in and out and they have the little machines there. She'll just walk in with 10 bucks, come back out with 50. Just little bumps Jesus. here and there. Me, I walk in with 50 and walk out fucking with an ATM receipt for another 100 I pulled out. It's a uh, mock. Yeah, that's the, that's the only machine I'm a guaranteed win at. ATM? ATM. I know. I know. Winner every time. Fucking going to pay out. Going to pay out. How are you, man? How's your week been? Fine. Um, How's your mother? A lot of things in the... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know Bob's my uncle apparently, but I don't know how my mom's doing. I can't, can't, uh, can't admit to talking to that bitch anytime soon. So. Maybe you should call uncle Bob. Oh, you know, it. I was thinking about that. Me talking about my parents and I, I, I really hope they don't listen to this show because I guess I do care about them a lot, but, um, I guess I, I, I want to be tougher than I, than I actually am, or at least I want to appear tougher than I actually am. Why? Who do you need my to, emotions? Who, who... Who do you need to impress? That's all I need to know. I'm not trying to, I don't, I got to tell you at this point, I don't need to impress anybody, which is why I was thinking about this last week. 
I thought, you know, I kind of shit on my parents, especially my mother a lot. I just fucking pray that they don't listen to this goddamn show. I mean, I can't, there's only three of three of them anyway. Two of them can't, you know, they can't be 66% of our, of our uh, listenership. So Man, what, what if safe, they are, but, what if they are? And they just, I, they, they're like my asshole son is just, you know, talks shit on us, doesn't love us, but we're still going to support our little Ted. Well, do it? we know they're not supporting us, but they might just be listening. They're kind of, they're probably eavesdropping just to figure out, have some type of connection with their son, since I don't call as much as I should. Hey, uh, hey just so uh, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be tough around me, buddy. You love those parents. You be that good I? guy that you know you are. You don't do have I? To, you don't have to be tough. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I do, but you, you're like that. I son. know what I'm supposed to feel. That's the whole thing. I know you're like I, fucking Foster Freeze, where. That chocolate cone is dipped, and it's hard on the outside, but it's just that soft, white, silky cream on the inside, just ready for you. Just gotta get through that hard outer shell, my brother. Just gotta get through that hard outer shell. I've got a, I got a soft white silky cream ready for you, my friend. Oh, Let's move oh come on. on, session's over, dude. Just fucking, I'm gonna collect your copay and get the fuck. It's on. A, it was transitional. I want to talk about R. Kelly. <laughs> Moving right uh, along. Poor R. Kelly. Poor R. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, all right. What's his first name? Uh, Roboito? Roboito Kelly? Bob's your Roberto uncle? Roberto Herman Consuelo Kelly is in the news once again. He's been perpetually in the news for two decades because of what he's been doing. More than that. Unfortunately, none of it's um, related to music. That's the shitty part. <laughs> no shit. Um, I mean, where do we start? Okay, so you know, I guess it was like a 97 or 98. R. Kelly was on my radar back then because he came out with Bump and Grind. Aaliyah was a huge success. And he comes out with um, a song. I forget if it was his song, if it was R. Kelly featuring Sparkle or if it's Sparkle featuring R. Kelly, but he was so big at the time that this song comes in and it's a Sparkle song, whoever the hell that is. Doesn't even have a real name. Um, years ago, promises is all I heard. And, and this woman Sparkle has a huge hit. About a year after that, she comes out and says, this son of a bitch who just made my career is about to make me crazy rich, if I'm not already. He has a video of him having sex with an underage girl. That underage girl, being 14 years old, happens to be my niece. So Sparkle outs basically the hands that 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 started feeding her and put her and this is uh and she was basically outed you know she was she was cast aside nobody believed her nobody gave a shit she had the evidence 10 years later at another trial for r kelly this was for um child pornography trial that he was eventually uh, acquitted on. This other girl, Jorhonda Pace, 
a 15 year old is such a huge R. Kelly fan that she actually goes as a fan to his trial of, <laughs> on child porn and stands out like a groupie. He notices this. He approaches her or he has somebody approach her and then she becomes his next victim. She's in this uh, documentary called Surviving R. Kelly, um, which is essentially the reason why this whole fiasco has come to a head as of yesterday. Um, and I'm bringing that up because it is so fucking crazy to me that it takes a lifetime documentary by just an interested party, that, and in this case, it being the executive producer, Dream Hampton, who decided to say, hey, Let's investigate and see what the fuck is going on. So this uh, Surviving R. Kelly that came out a couple of years ago, which eventually won a Peabody for its journalism, which is lifetime. I don't know. If so this producer that, that said we should look into it or director worked with R. Kelly? No, she was the investigative. Uh, oh, okay, she, I see. she was the catalyst for this documentary on Lifetime, which was called Surviving R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. And because of this, then uh, uh, the case was reexamined. It got uh, more national attention. But because of fucking Lifetime and this executive producer, Dream Hampton, is why we now have, I guess you can't call it justice, but the justice system actually finally caught up to what the fuck has been going on for the last 25 years. And that's crazy to me. And it's not really about... Obviously, I think we could agree. Um, not a good dude, this R. Kelly. Probably a little bit of a scumbag. What do you think, Scotch? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, you know, all, all indications point to yes that he's a scumbag. Okay. Uh, so that's not really the point, right? The point is, why does it take this long, and especially within the community that he is? on a pedestal for yeah i think that uh that was my that was my biggest question it's like you said this started in the late 90s and clearly there was video well no it started way before that because we knew that he Aaliyah came out in the mid 90s with back and forth that was her huge hit she was right right 15 years old and it comes out concurrently that he married her oh that's right he married and and everybody seemed to be like, oh, I didn't know he was married. I mean, that was the, that was the general. Uh, Mazel tov. Sorry, I didn't get oh, you anything. Yeah. Where, where do we send the flowers, Mr. Kelly? Or can we call you R? I don't know. Um, let, me, let me ask you this, because you've obviously followed this here and there. The girl that he pissed on, was that before or after Sparkle's niece? I don't know about the pissing. Look, I, 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 I didn't. I dipped in and out with this uh, Lifetime documentary because I was just like, "Fuck him! I don't, I don't care." The, 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 the jury of public opinion to me is already out. Fuck him! I don't need any more evidence. I thought when, when the Alita thing was going on, I, I dipped out of the whole situation i stopped buying his things i bought one album and then i was like fuck that 
I'm not into this guy. I, I remember being a young, young teenager thinking, yeah, I don't need to get involved. Not my. I don't want to. Not, I don't want to support that anymore. Not not my type of bread. I mean, it was. I thought he had some great songs, but at the same time, I thought, I I mean, I don't want to support it. I feel bad. Just having that album, I remember thinking, I kind of like, you know, never listen to it again. I'm condoning this by having it. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we go to what, what's the threshold that you decide to cast something aside? I mean, we know that uh, Michael Jackson is questionable, but did, does that mean I don't like Remember the Time? Does that mean that I can't listen to Off the Wall, which is PYT is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. That's a fire song. It, that song's fire. Fire ass yes. song. I want to love you, PYT. Pretty young thing. And do you remember who doesn't love that song? I mean, you had that was Michael Jackson. You had Eddie Murphy and Magic Johnson all in the same motherfucking video. To pull that type of star-studded cast together, you love that song. And I guess I think with the, with Michael Jackson and the and the questionable nature of his doings, you know, Escaping Neverland. I'm sure you watched it. I watched it. Everybody, I did. Uh, a lot yeah. of people watched it. I think the thing is, is that it's is it is it because he wasn't like officially convicted. So it's like, oh, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think maybe he did. Also, this came out posthumously. You can't defend. He wasn't able to defend himself. Um, but when he was accused, he did. He remember in the in the I remember 90s, the pajamas came, showing up at the courthouse. Pajamas showing up at the courthouse, but before that, he made that video of him sitting there looking all Michael Jackson weird, and he's like the they they I remember they they asked to see various personal things, including my penis. I remember hearing Michael Jackson say penis, and I thought, oh. Nobody that has a penis says get me penis out of like this. that. Yeah, get me out of this. <laughs> but also with the Michael Jackson thing, and we could bring up Woody Allen as well, there's a lot of doubt involved. Like, I haven't heard Michael's side of this. He's dead. We're not going to hear it. You could hear what people say on his behalf, but who gives a fuck about their opinion because they're married to it. And with the Woody Allen thing, I'm pretty, look, I know how I feel about it. But I mean, reasonably, I don't know. I, I can't say anything is 100% definite because I don't fucking know. So there is an element of doubt that's been cast just by not hearing the opposing side of it when it, in, in regards to Michael or Woody Allen, because we're just hearing one side, you know, one person's perspective in their cases, many people's perspective, but you know. And, and, and you see the, the problem that happens from this, because like you said, you have, you have uh, Woody Allen, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, there's, probably a few more that could be listed out and i think that this is what fuels that hollywood pedophilia ring conspiracy theory that everybody you know that 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 QAnon and and those people talk about like has this shit been happening and it just it's just there's no accountability and they that people get away or they just it, it, like no one says anything because it's in that little group you know, if it's hard for me. I think the problem that I had with Escaping Neverland was 
I could see how it could have happened, but there were so many handlers involved with Michael Jackson. Why were there not somebody, if this was really the things that were happening, either somebody knew it was happening and decided to not say anything because that was their bread and butter or it fucking didn't happen. And it's, I think, I think you hit on something that's, I think what you just said was the most important thing. It's the bread and butter. I think when you are the breadwinner of whatever situation that you are in and and not only this kind of patriarchal head of, head of the household um, figure for not just your family, but for a basically a community of people. And in the instance of R. Kelly, he was, you know, the breadwinner for a lot of people. His what they call his uh, camp or whatever the fuck it is, the people that's on his payroll. These are the people that are feel obligated to enable this type of activity because their livelihood is dependent upon it. So it's, you know, they, it all comes down to not wanting to bite the hand that feeds you, which is the point of bringing up Sparkle initially in this whole conversation is because she came from nowhere as far as where my radar, where, where she was a, um, brought onto my radar and he was the catalyst for it. So the fact that she would really, you know, kind of throw, cast that aside and say, this is what's right. This fucking guy is, I have evidence of this fucking motherfucker um, molesting a child. And the fact, here's what, here's what's crazy about it. I think that there's, there's, I hate to go here, but I really f- believe that there is a uh, a reasonable correlation with what the black community does when this these type of things happen versus what happened with Woody Allen. You have a lot of people that took a really hard stance with Woody Allen that said, fuck him, never going to watch his movies. Um I won't even, you know, actors and actresses, I, I'm not even going to be a part, I won't get cast. If I get cast in a Woody Allen movie, fuck it. If my career suffers for it, all, all the better for me, as long as I have a peace of mind to know that I'm not contributing to this shit. It seems like in the black community, when it comes to R. Kelly and with Michael Jackson as well, there's this sense of um, protection that they have for their icons. And we could we could agree that for a specific group of people, R. Kelly is kind of an icon. He was this huge figure in a specific community. And so the fact that you have this this person on a pedestal, they don't want to lose that. It's much harder to lose it when you when you identify with him, especially for a community that feels shit on and marginalized to begin with. Am I making sense here so far? No, Scott? no, you you are. I, I I think it's it's yeah, it's that whole not wanting to bite the hand that feeds you, right? But well, I not also, only that, well, even if you're divorced from it, you're just a fan. I think that with what happened in in the instance of R. Kelly, the community didn't rally around the uh, victims of this or the 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 accusing victims of this until it came out. Uh, not not uh, 
so long ago that he also molested young boys as well. And there's a homophobic nature within this community and, sp and certain other communities as well. But this is obviously pertaining to Ari Kelly and um, African-American community that there's a homophobic aspect to it that now that there are young boys implicated or implicating him as being um, having raped them. Now it's like now that now it's crossed the line all of a sudden. It wasn't until the evidence came out that he, this was going on for young boys as well that people were up in arms about this as they should have been previously. And there's something fucking crazy about that to me. Like if it happens to young women, yeah, we could let that go. Who gives a fuck about it? And it's more of an indication of how we treat women in this country, whether it's black or white. I think, you know, when it happens to guys, there's, you know, obviously there's a disparity of uh, income in this country and around the world. Like men make more than women. Um, and yeah, it just fucking. I, I, I think that it's, 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 and you're probably going to jump all over me for this, but I, I think in R&B and rap, the stereotypical woman is often i think they, they're downplayed right they're often referred to as bitch hoes whatever you know i'm not talking like i don't think as much now as it was especially when this all started right and i'm just but that's what i'm you're, saying you're is that you have something. a different a, yeah you're right that they, that when you when you refer to somebody as that it's easy to just write that off if something happens to them Oh, that's just another hoe getting getting there's another oh she wanted it you know how them hoes you know what i mean like yeah that Nasty that bitch. right right that's that's that thought right there so yeah i it, think it, that 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 kind of uh that kind of rationale has been pretty pervasive in in not only this community but you know just in general um that it's easier to kind of cast it aside especially if you have an icon that you look up to and think well maybe that bitch asked for it you know like I think it's easier for, for people to do that with people that they admire rather sure. than face the reality of what's going on. When in the case of R. Kelly, for me, there's no doubt. This guy is a piece of shit. I think he is. And I thought he was a piece of shit for a long time. When it comes to these other people, it's hard to determine. I know how I feel. I think Michael Jackson did it. I think Woody Allen did it. But I also like to be somewhat objective conceptually and think well i don't absolutely know so i i i can't say definitively either way well and, and i know how me, i feel about it for me the the woody allen thing is a lot like well is the whole claim that Corey feldman had about charlie sheen and Corey haim right of of that the what what fucked up Corey haim's life was charlie sheen raping him on the set of lucas and that oh, shit, I never oh shit that's news to me I've never heard of that's it. that's why he struggled with with that and the, the whole Charlie Sheen raped Corey Feldman on or no Corey, Corey Haim on Lucas right oh my god so that 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 but that thing and you look at, at Charlie Sheen in the 80s I mean that's he's up and coming star right 
and young guns, young guns, platoon. Ferris Bueller. I mean, you're getting all all kinds of stuff for Charlie Sheen. So you're not gonna. And what, what's Corey Haim, you know, doing? He's doing a couple movies. Him and Corey fucking License to Drive. Sure, supersedes sure. everything. Lost Boys. Citizen Kane, my ass. I'm just saying that. that but I License think... to Drive and Lost Boys. Shit. Same. If you're on the mountaintop to me. Right. I mean, I know more of their movies than I, well. As Charlie Sheen was pushed in our face because that's that's he was a Sheen, right? He he, he 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 was a Sheen, the son of Martin Sheen, who did a bunch of great movies. Uh, I was always like, why the fuck is that guy's name Emilio Estevez? Because he, he took his mom's last everybody. name. No, I know, but oh. I was like, he's definitely whiter than everybody in the Brat Pack. He was the whitest guy in Young Guns, <laughs> even compared to Kiefer Sutherland. And his name is Emilio? Oh, weird. Anyway, what do you do? What do you do? I, I, but I mean, look, I think this, I think this all points to uh, a, an overwhelming concern from people who have said that the music industry, the movie industry has never protected kids, whether they're in it or not, right? Uh, the music industry, probably not so much as, as, as kids. I mean, I guess there's reports of, you know, like Judy Garland when she was a kid, you know, the way that the producer executives took treated her uh you know but movies and and tv show it was just if you if you were bringing in the money and shit got pushed aside sorry sorry you you look you want to be famous or are you going to cry like a little bitch because you got uh touched you know that 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 you can see executives i mean i'm I'm reading the shit right now uh in regards to r kelly uh barry weiss who i guess was in charge of uh I think it was, it was part of Jive Jive Records. Barry Weiss, the Barry writer? Weiss was the was the former Jive president of Jive Records. Oh, and he yeah, told that he another told, thing. He told the newspapers during that twenty years with the label, he never concerned himself with Kelly's private life. And it's like, why would he? He's fucking. Yeah. That's his cash cow. I don't need to, what he's doing in his own time is his his time. No one's looking out for fucking anybody. And then, and then this, the, I, well, I think, what, let me, let me yeah, cut yeah. you off. I, I was going to say that um, Dream Hampton, the executive producer of the documentary, she said that in making this documentary and trying to reach out to everybody, that she couldn't find one person from Drive Records to speak on the record about R. Kelly. <laughs> I thought that was fucking insane. That's what I'm saying. You one have- person. All these people, that's, well, that's the same, that's the same, that's, I mean, look, I'm trying to remember back to, to escaping Neverland, if there was anybody who even spoke out against Michael Jackson that worked with him. Yeah, there was like a maid or something. A maid. But you know that there is security detail that follow Michael everywhere he goes. If he's going into the shower with a little boy or a young kid somebody was around to see them enter may not know what happened inside but somebody was can sit there and say yeah i saw michael and this kid going to the shower i can't speak on what happened in there but that security detail making sure nobody's going in and attack you know what i mean like somebody is around him at all times i mean that's speculative we just don't know it is speculative but it, i think it's a again I, it, it sucks to assume but somebody is is, yeah then just don't uh, do it no i'm saying but if somebody as famous as michael jackson one would presume that there is handlers all around and somebody may have caught a glimpse of something 
but didn't yeah, but say maybe anything. Not when you're in your, your, once you're home, it's hard to, I would imagine, this is speculative as well. It's hard to imagine um, anybody knowing what's going on behind a bedroom door. No, no, you're right. And home is, is very different. I'm talking about because I know there was one of the kids that he flew out to fucking, was it England? Santa Barbara. He, doing something when he was on tour flew him out and oh, stayed the at the home. Kid. yeah so i mean there's people all around this this thing and you know the other thing that i looked at my wife you know having kids in regards to that it's like if i if if michael jackson offered to fly me and my son out because my son's a huge fan sure no problem i'm, I'm gonna go because i dig his music but do you think I'm going to let my, my fucking son out of my sight as a parent for one moment? I don't give a fuck who you are. You're not, you're not. Yeah, because that's something they touched on in the documentary. I thought that, that I couldn't imagine. I mean, I don't have any fucking kids. I don't want fucking kids. I don't even want to care about fucking kids. But I can imagine. Do, if some responsibility is to protect them. I mean, I have a problem. If somebody says, uh, if I like, I have a pen that I always carry on me. If somebody says, let me borrow that pen. I go, no, I don't know what you're going to do with it. That's a fucking pen. I got to tell you, my lady is smart. She buys in bulk. I got, I got three more packages, two of them unopened. I'll go get another pen. Right. There's no fucking way I'm giving it to you. I don't care. Can I use it? No, that's my pen. It's mine. It's Why don't pen. you have one? This isn't a rent a pen. Saying the same. I'm saying this. Well, I'm saying this because I couldn't imagine something I actually give a shit about. Right. You know, you would think that's also speculative. I might give a shit about to be seen. Offspring. Oh, no, it will not. Yeah, I, I, all that yeah, shit. Abracadabra, motherfucker, ain't happening. The same thing with the fucking underage R. Kelly girl who's at the courthouse cheering him on, blah, blah, blah. Where is the parental guidance to say, like, hey, whatever your name is, do you not see that it's probably not a good idea? Or I'll be damned if you're going down to the courthouse to root on a guy who's being accused of sexual uh, abuse of a minor or molesting a pre like you're going to go. It's a child. It was the 2008 child porn case. She decides to go to the courthouse to support him. Jahonda Pace. 15 years old and she becomes the next victim and she's now now she had to come forward in this most recent case where uh r <laughs> r kelly <laughs> can we first of all what the fuck are you f murray abraham r kelly what the fuck anyway so uh um, she's the next r kelly dipshit fuck him what else you got, Scott? Oh, are we done? I don't know if we're done. Yeah, no, we're, we're done because it's it, this. The, unfortunately, you could do a whole show on fucked up parents, uh, R&B communities, sexualization and treatment of women throughout the years. Uh, and I ain't talking some Luther Vandross R&B. I'm talking, you know, the other side. You know, the, the not so nice. The side. bump you can, and grind side. Yeah, the, the, the bump and grind side. Yes. Uh it's just there's there's a lot that but again a sexual tape to, to just end it with the question that you had why did it take this fucking long to get charges brought up against and filed and accused and done if you have a video 
Because it turns out that there was the video surfaced in 1998 that showed him having mm-hmm. sex with an underage girl and urinating on her. Right. It seems to me that in 1999, a motherfucker would be behind bars. I'm just saying. Well, the thing is, that's what's so crazy about it. That's why I brought it up, brought up this surviving R. Kelly, which is now there's, you know, these days it's so fucking ass backwards that the court of public opinion is just determining whether or not the actual justice department has to get involved. The, the consensus has to be that, okay, now regular old people with Twitter accounts give a shit. Let's actually do something about it. We'll, we'll, we'll take him to court, not the other way around. He should have been taken to court. He should have been convicted. And then people should be getting out to Twitter. This is totally fucking ass backwards. And it pisses me off that it took 25 years and we don't even know how many people it affected per, uh, uh, directly because most of these people that were victims of this son of a bitch declined to be interviewed because they don't want to be, uh, you know, they don't want their lives ruined even more. It's hard enough. You know, ha- being, being personally violated, but then having a newsletter about it. And then having a minor sit up in the court and recant yeah, everything was, that happened. Yeah, I'd be well, like, that's the thing. This is why it was so diabolical what he was doing. He was trapping these girls for years. I mean, it, it in the closet. What? Stop it. Um, this uh, the executive producer, Dream Hampton, she describes that. Um, there were police officers that were on his private security detail that were off-duty police officers that, you know, they do that. But because he was um, having pol- the police on his payroll, when parents of the victims would call up for a wellness check, they would get, the, the R. Kelly camp would get tipped off by people inside these uh, various police stations say, hey, make sure that the kid's okay or make sure that the, the, uh, you have her present and okay because they're coming right now to do a wellness check. And sometimes whether they would provide evidence of the, of the girl being or the boy now that we know being there or not, they would just show them at the door and be like, hey, everything's all good. Tell, tell our, have him sign something for me. I'll be back. It was it also calls into um, complete accountability of what the fuck is going on with the uh, local law enforcement. I mean, this the, this issue is so fucking uh, nuanced and is such a reflection of what is wrong with so many fucking things in this country. It's 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 mind boggling. I can't. I, I I I think that if anything, you know, he he got away for a lot of years and what i think is the just the, the smugness of this bastard to release a song called i admit it in 2018 as what a res- it's a song called i admit it and he released what it on soundcloud about? in 2018 as a response to his accuser he doesn't the song doesn't contain any criminal admissions just, uh, despite the title and chorus which repeats the lyric, I did it, or I admit it, I did it. I admit it, I did it. And he, he says, in, in I admit it, 
Kelly denies allegation of domestic violence and pedophilia, asserting that they are matters of opinion. And I don't understand how domestic violence and pedophilia can be a matter of an opinion. It either happened or it didn't. Those are facts. If you fucked an underage girl, that's pedophilia. That's not an opinion. That is a fact. So the fact that he says it like that just it's, you know what? I hope he gets his fucking inner tube blown out in prison when he goes. That's it. You know, I hope he gets, I guess he get. I hope he gets the royal fucking golden shower treatment when he's there. That's the only justice that's going to come after this long. Um, no one's going to miss his music because he hasn't done shit in years. Um, not that, I, no, you know, nothing that anybody gave a shit about. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, when everybody was uh, trying to mute R. Kelly and him coming out saying only God can mute me. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a big dude in prison who's going to mute you. I sure hope so. I sure you hope know, so. The saddest thing is, which we, we, uh, I didn't explain uh, before, is we, we know through all of this, I mean, I know this uh, just by uh, watching an interview about uh, Dream Hampton. Um, he was a victim of sexual abuse himself when he was a kid what yeah so the cycle continues i mean but you would think i don't know man i got I'll, 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 the reason i'm bringing it up is because of this i got um you know hit a lot when i was a kid and i thought okay yeah i'm not gonna maybe i'm not gonna hit my kids the way I got hit. I mean, just like you would, I mean, you think you just want to be better than what your kid, what, what your parents said to you, but no. Okay. All right. Fuck off. Is it fuck possible you. that that's why you don't want to have kids is maybe that you're afraid that you're going to hit them. So you know, I'm you not afraid. I'm gonna, no. no matter what, I don't need anybody else hating me in the next 18 years. It's to me that's just how it works. You you have these kids, you do everything for them, and in about 15, 16 years they're gonna hate you no matter what. They're gonna have a podcast calling you a cocksucker. Yeah, the red (laughs) cocksucker. Oh, all right. Let's lighten it up a bit. You know, hey, no pun intended, but uh, may R. Kelly rest in piss. Um, very nice. On a lighter side. I guess it's not real. I mean, it's a light side for me. Little, little uh, bit from my youth coming back. I know you're not horribly familiar with Gabby Petito and the whole story. I didn't really know who she is, but it's being forced down my throat by every news outlet around. Um, okay, every- so can you can you tell me what that's about? Because I've seen this name. All I know is that there's a girl missing, and her name is Petito. That's all I know. So. It ter- so I guess this Gabby Petito and and is was like a YouTube sensation or maybe an Instagram oh, star okay. or something like that. You know, some shit that we would never know because we're old. Uh, was was out with her uh, fiance and all of a sudden she disappears. He shows up like driving her truck and now he's disappeared. They found oh her body recently. No, oh, one she's knows. dead. Oh, yeah, they found her body. They've so the search does not continue with Gabby Petito. 
no, that yeah. search is is gone. Uh, but the fiance Brian Laundry or Landry or however you want to pronounce it is saying, or is not saying anything. He's just MIA, and his parents don't quote unquote don't know where he is. Blah 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 blah. So there, you know, there's a there's he's massive manhunt because he's suspect number one in this whole case. So when you need to find somebody who is a suspect number one, who do you go and get? I just I'm I'm, I'm asking because I think it's uh I think it's very I don't know Sherlock Holmes. No, come on. You don't you, you don't get Sherlock Holmes. You go get the man, the myth, the legend. There's only one. Mitzi. I have no idea what that is. You know exactly what this is. If you don't know, now know. you know. I mean, I could see what you're showing me right now, but as far as I'm, I'm still convinced that this is a radio show, um, I would not know what that music is. Right here. That's right, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, these guys on theme music? I yeah, that was from that. the show Dog the Bounty Hunter. You know, and Ozzy uh, Osbourne never watched did the it. theme song. That's I mean, is that Ozzy? That was Ozzy. This was two of the Shut best the things in the up. world back in fucking mid two thousands, I guess, when that was out. But yes, he is pulling the extensions out of retirement, and he is now on the case, hunting down Brian Laundry. Laundry. God damn it, uh, Landry. Is it L? It's L A U N D R I E. Laundry. Laundry. Looks like laundry. Sure, we're gonna call him laundry. And dog's ready to air it out. He's out there. He showed up at the house of the home uh, of of the parents. Just knocking, ready. And all I can hope is that it ends with him finding him, tasing him. I don't know if he's guilty or not. It's presumed that he is because he was the last person seen with her if i could could see a youtuber get tased or a tiktoker get tased no this guy's this guy's not is a nobody she was the youtuber tiktoker whatever is a millennial i don't give a shit that's fine for me i just want to see to me it's about like age and elasticity of your skin if you're gonna bounce back okay i love that you're gonna get tased you and i it'll take a it'll take a couple weeks Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just think uh, I think this is, this brings joy to my heart because I, there's, 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 two, there's two things that are going to happen, right? Three things. Extensions out of retirement. The hair's looking good. There's going to be a mahalo. I know that that's coming. I he's love gonna, a good mahalo. Yeah, he's going to find him. He's going to tase him, talk shit to him, call him a motherfucker. And then when he puts him in his vehicle, He's going to tell him to find God and say that he's been there. So there's three things that are all coming. It's a big story. Um, but I'm glad to see Dog is getting out of the cage, getting back on there, uh, getting back out there, you know, dusting the taser off. The boots are shined up. All of it. The gold chains. You know, he's busting out the Oakleys. Does he have to leave Hawaii for that? I know because well, of yeah. my lady, I know that he lives uh, in Hawaii. That's all. That's really all I know. Yeah, now he's in uh, wherever fucking that dude lives. I don't know. I don't follow the story. So it's here. 
to stateside, bro. Stateside. So now we'll see. We'll see if uh, he catches him. But I thought that was a, a good story. I thought you would feel good about it that to know that dog's out there working. Oh, I, I, thank God. You know, because it's been on my mind. Dog, I'm talking about. He should be. He's on everybody's mind. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into this next thing because don't know how to segue it from dog. It's really tough to to do to do the segue. You could say you like basketball. Uh, do you like basketball, Ted? <laughs> Let me ask. So our fans, all you know, your 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 mom and dad and the one other person listening. <laughs> just so they know, I I, I, I yeah, I like basketball. You sure. you like the hoop. We used to talk back in the day in our younger days how, you know, we'd always talk that shit like because you you were always at you was all you was at the parks, you was I believe oh, they yeah. refer to that as the concrete jungle if I'm not mistaken. You I used, like to hoop it up. You yes, like to hoop it up, and yeah. you you were good. So you know we me and you used to go back and forth and I'd talk shit and be like, I'll drop threes on you all day long. You'd be like, dude, bring it on, fat boy. We'll never fucking do it. And you're right. We never did it because that was way too much work yeah. for me. But we yeah, agreed. Two fat, two fat asses calling each other fat asses. Jesus. It was evil. That's, I mean, it's not how it works. Evil. Uh, but I think over time when we've discussed football or basketball, that, that it was, you've always been a Lakers fan. I was a Celtics fan for many years. The rivalry was there. The shit talking was there. But we could always respect the greats from certain, from those teams. The greats of our childhood, right? I think. Uh, oh well, yeah, you're 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 barking up the right tree, my friend, because I actually hold Larry Bird in much higher regard than I do Magic Johnson. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, and that's just it. I mean, Larry Bird. I loved Larry. I love Larry Bird. Uh, I love that whole team. Parish, McHale, all of them. You know. I hate that fucking team. I hate Boston. But of course, there's something you do. about there's something about Larry I love. And that's because he was a baller. He put his heart out there. He didn't. Well, care. not only that, uh, Magic really pissed me off. Uh, he denied me when I was a kid, and even though I eventually, it's a it's a long thing. But what he did to the Lakers when he was um, president of player operations, and then he quit in the middle of the night, and then talked shit the next morning uh, with I might have been Skip Bayless or Stephen A. or somebody, some dipshit I don't care about. Um, that pissed me off. It was such a shitty turncoat fucking move. And I, but could I, you he, agree that he was he was one of the greats that people look back to? Oh fuck yeah! I mean, it's fucking magic. He's one James of the best Worthy. Yeah, uh, he's better than James Worthy. But no, he, no, no, no. I'm saying James, people people refer to James Worthy. I mean, there's people that say that Shaq is the biggest big in the that that ever played in the league. I, I only I, I, I like to believe that because I like Shaq as a person. I think he's fucking hilarious. I think Shaq is one of the greatest people on the planet. I love him. Now he pissed me off when he was playing for the Lakers, though. Okay, but we I, can't get into your personal feelings about what they did to your team. It's just the fact that they were they're they're, they're looked back as greats. These are greats. We, Michael yeah. Jordan, great. Yeah, people people have uh, accused him of being great, yes. Accused him of being great. Kobe Bryant, great, right? Yes, yes. Would you, who, I've heard would that. You, would you, I've, I've read that once or twice, too, on the back of a Wheaties box. Now, would you say 
your favorite basketball player of all time is Kobe? Yes. Yes. Sweet. Now, yes. with that being said. Let me think about it. Yes. I'm done thinking. Uh, oh, no, okay. I thought you were going to come back with some Westfall stuff. Um, no, no, nothing. I got nothing. So, so I assume that if a jersey that, that Kobe Bryant wore in a game, perhaps even a championship game, signed oh certificate of authenticity, maybe even a championship game where they beat the Celtics. Oh, my. I imagine you, if, if you could muster the coin to get it, you would do whatever it took to get that article of clothing. I would not, but I, I, yeah, I see where no, you're going. I think you would. I think a couple Prosecco's you would fucking be, you'd probably be refinancing the fucking house or something to get this because you know, that Jersey's going for fucking three large, but couple fans fuck. feel that way. They're crazy, bro. Couple Prosecco's fuck you. <laughs> fans are crazy. They do crazy shit. And yeah, as, yeah. As, as it turns out, Michael <laughs> Jordan funny. fans may be the craziest. May I mean, be the craziest because of what yeah. just sold. What? <laughs> yeah, I know he sold his shoes from the flu game. They can't, they went for like a hundred thousand dollars plus. Fuck yeah, the flu game. That was that was intense. If I was yeah. a Bulls fan, maybe uh, after a couple paps, I would have probably bought one. I'd have probably bought the shoes too. Oh, you're not you're not taking back to Prosecco's. I don't. That, I, I, that ain't my thing. That ain't my thing, bro. Fucking asshole. So, Michael Jordan's used underwear have been sold. The real deal. Pair of Michael Jordan's worn underwear sold for three grand. Yeah, twenty-seven eighty-four. I mean, let's round up. Well, at that at that point, what's you know, what's a couple hundred? When you're getting taxes on that, when you're getting the fucking best skivvies in the NBA, when you're getting that shit, I think what what really seals the deal for me here is that uh, Leland's auction house, who sold this, confirmed source, confirmed that they were used. There is definitely uh, shows definite use. Oh my god! So, my mind just starts going crazy, crazy. Is this like the stretch on the back? Are these the tagless Hanes that he's fucking promoted those all those years? Wait till he gets these Hanes on you. You know what I mean? Is it the tagless ones? No. Is it stretched from his fucking massive thighs? No. Has he got a little pee stain in the front? No, not that I can see from the picture. So that only leads me to believe that maybe this is the pair from his flu season or his flu game that has a run streak run up the back. I mean, that would, that would explain a lot, right? It would explain a lot. Why else? I mean, because he's worn, obviously, I would assume that he's worn multiple pairs of underwear throughout his career, unless this is the same pair he wore every game. Like a lucky underwear? Fucking like a lucky underwear. That skid's got me to the top. I'm keeping it. I mean, I could, you know what? It's definitely turning my stomach just thinking about it because I worked in an auction house for a long time and in cataloging for photographing a lot of these items, I did um, one auction 
we had dresses and I had to go through the dresses to see what was wrong with this and that. Um, and that was, uh, that kind of grossed me out. So the fact that somebody that had to, was, <laughs> was directed to kind of, uh, you know, give it a, you don't, it's not even giving it a once over you. Yeah. You got to go check this thing out. See, see what we're working with. Certificate of authenticity. Was. You got to make sure that this is the real pair. I mean, they say Jordan, yeah. they have his little logo on them, but how do you know? Oh, but they show definite use. You got to oh, give Jesus, it. You got to give definite use. A little That's, sniff in I, there. Uh, I want. I want that to be a lot more vague than my mind is going to. It's Ugh. not because it's exactly what one would think, and I think what concerns me second most is that there were nineteen bids on this. Like there's are, nine, do you know what it started at? Uh, wish I. It does doesn't. Doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't even matter. say. Uh, this, it doesn't this, matter. No, but this is another. This is another part that kind of bothers me. Right, is uh, Leland secured the garment from Jordan's buddy and bodyguard, uh, John Wozniak, Wozniak, who you might remember from the Last Dance documentary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who? That was his buddy. That was dude, like his confidant, homie. His confidant is—is is that one of the conversations during the game, like after game, chilling back, sipping on, uh, I don't know, rosé, whatever Jordan's drinking these days, and he asks, you know, hey, Waz, do you think somebody would buy this shit stained underwear that I wore in Game Three, ninety-two? Is that? Hey, and, throw, and Waz, Leland, throw Leland's a bone and see if they bite. Throw Leland's a bone. Look. This pair to say, I didn't even wear these at a game. They just got a shit stain on them. I hope it's a joke. I hope Jordan's got that type of sense of humor where he's like, you know, my wife's been telling me to throw these out, but I think we can just pass them over to Leland. So let's see what we can get for it. It's got a little mark on the back. Definite use. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy that has a pretty good sense of humor about himself. Not taking, you know, self-deprecating pot shots. Jordan. No, pro probably uh, not. I would say no. Um, as somebody who was like, I was so into playing ball and I still am, if I was capable of actually going out on the court, I would every day. But when I was in it, like really training hard every single day, if you told me that I could just keep a, a, a piece of Kobe's, uh, whatever in my back uh, basketball shorts pocket, kind of pull it out when I need some motivation, give it a huff. Like a gangster with somebody his bandana? Yeah. Or, you know, what was it? Going back to Hunter S. Thompson, you know, get a little ether on the rag, get a little Kobe in the nose, get a little <laughs> fuck you up on this court, son of a bitch. You know, Kobe's underwear back there. Just take a big whiff of fucking some nut stain on there. Let I mean, me I can see it. Yeah, I guess. Because that's my thought is, is whoever bought this, you know, like, the, you know, are they framing them or are they wearing them? Are they going to get them and try to get their balls to touch the balls of greatness? Like share yeah. the same cradle. Spot? I just take them to the gym. Let's take them to the gym. Get your sweat going with their sweat. Try to get some fucking take it to a lab. Get that DNA reproduced. Build the next mecha child. Could be done. Or treat it like that little piece of wood at Showtime at the Apollo. Uh, Give it a little rub before you leave the house. A little fucking tap on the nutsack area yeah. on those. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's your mother? Hey. Oh, Bob's your uncle. How's bad. your mother? 
that's too bad. And a lot, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm not going to stay with the underworks. I know you got a weak stomach, so I'm going to move on. Uh, we talked about this last week. The, uh, these, these fucking fans that are just, they, they can't even watch a game anymore. You know, you just go in and it's like, it's like UFC and NFL have the same fans and they're just, they don't know where the cage ends and the field begins. And these people are just out there fucking fighting each other. You know, last week it was the, the chargers and uh, uh, the, the, the Cowboys. And I think the week before that, you said it was the bears and bears and the Rams, the bears and the Rams. This week caught me off guard because this happened at Chief State Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chief fans fighting each other like fucking like not not some dude wearing a different team. They're there rooting for the same team. And we're, we're talking fights laid out. And you got the typical uh, woman in the background uh, yelling. Let me, let, me, here, let me see if you could tell by the audio who's running this. It tells me nothing. It tells you nothing. But it's always, it, it's so boring to even watch. You see, it's, a, it's Chiefs, a Chiefs fan hit a Chiefs fan. But I think what gets me about all these videos, the two from last week, this one, is as soon as the first punch is thrown, there is that iconic woman that's just like, no! Like, just <laughs> out of nowhere, like, fucking, just so dramatic. Stop! And, and it's like... You want to say, did you not see the build-up to any of this? Like, there, was this the outcome that was crazy, never going to happen? This is, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just assume this is what happens in fucking Kansas City. Oh, oh you is, like the uh, Chiefs? I like the Chiefs too. Fuck you. Fuck no, you. fuck you. Bull. No, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, Chiefs? Chiefs? Are you calling me Chief? Chiefs? Oh. Fuck it. Dad. Fuck it. Let's do it. Um, Throw down. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't think the, the actual tribes people are uh, down with Chief on Chief crime. That's not nice. Yeah, it's I think it, not consistent with the with the peaceful <laughs> uh, First Nationers or whatever you want to call them. I just fucked that up. Sorry. The First Nationers is that? I mean, that could be something we can talk about. People that. of the First Nation. What do you call them? Uh, Native Americans. Is that right? Is that still is that still appropriate? Can we say that now? Let's just call them all chiefs. Everybody's a chief. If we US have chief, any, chief, everybody uh, chief, chief. Native Americans listening, can can you provide the proper nomenclature that we can uh, refer to without getting uh, canceled further? Uh, we just want to make sure that we have it in our IO statement, you know, for the for the show. And for you don't know, that's an input output statement. You know, we got to know what's coming in and going out, making sure the shit's legit. Um, as as exciting as this uh, show has wound down to be, it's it the Thank you to R. Kelly, the Chiefs, dog, oh, the big bad Corey dog, Haim. Corey Haim, Feldman, Chuck Sheen. You know, you guys are out there doing it. And 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention one thing that just certifies this whole R. Kelly thing for me, tied all up in a little bow, is that now uh, Bill Cosby is coming out and saying that R. Kelly got railroaded in sex crimes trial. Cosby uh, predicts successful, uh, successful appeal. So with that being said, everything's looking good for everybody. Um, you... Yes, you. You can find us. Redscareshow.com. The Patreonage. Patreon.com forward slash the Red Scare. Twitter at the Red Scare one. Instagram uh, at Red Scare Show. Uh, yeah, if you guys ever pop over to Instagram, just let me know. Let us know. Um, we've never actually posted anything there. So if you could comment on nothing, <laughs> it would be absolutely might get cool. our attention. Maybe yeah, not. you know, we will start posting there when we get a follower, or is it a follower? <laughs> <laughs> That's we have we have standards on this show, and I think that we're gonna have to start holding our listeners accountable for those standards. Not us. That doesn't make any sense. No, not us. Uh, but it's probably gonna be Mitzi's job. But that dude's a fucking drunk, holla bread eating motherfucker. So we'll just see. Uh, I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. So uh, I guess till next week. Bears? Bears. <laughs>